3: just talking to me. Do you think that you could repeat the question? And I listen more attentively. There must have been something in all of that nothing that wasn't quite so easy to see. And I must have missed something totally off my game today. We
0: I find that difficult to believe Yeah, I'm just saying it Did you just wake up? I'm just saying it to make people up All the other people who hate me, I'm saying it to make them happy Man, there are a lot of people out there who hate me They're obsessed It's because you sleep so late in the day yeah, Everyone's it. jealous, jealous. Of you. It could be, that could be it Could be my social life too Every time I start dating somebody new Yeah fi- As soon as I post on Facebook that like, you know, I'm dating them or whatever I, po- I post a selfie Twenty five hundred people in their life go over. There, why are you do? Why are you with him? <laughs> He's evil. People are creating website parody websites about me now. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> I, mean,
3: I read about you on a website recently. Yeah,
0: the Methuen Onion. Yeah, the, <laughs> the Methuen Onion. The thing is with, with that with that Methuen Onion page. Like I realized today when I when I looked at it. Like I really we're taking this way too seriously. Yeah. You know, sometimes like you take things too seriously because you're in a serious business. And I read it today, and I just went, you know, actually that's pretty funny. And and secondly, why am I taking this too seriously? I don't think because it, it's be. just it's just a parody website, <laughs> right? And it's funny, and I sh- we should congratulate those guys for being funny because I'm I, I'm all for being funny. Hey, how you guys doing? My name is Tom Duggan on the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, atop two guys smoke shop at the Studio Twenty One Podcast Cafe. Wow, my voice just cracked on that one. <laughs> Trying to impress Mike Samad. I know a lot of people around Mike Samad hate me, and they're like, "I can't yeah. believe you're friends with that guy." So yesterday he showed up at um, throwing, uh at the uh, TMF family dinner for the homeless, oh, yeah. and he's telling me how people are giving him crap for being my friend. <laughs> so he's like, "Can you stop saying that we're friends on the show?" And I'm like, "No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it more." I mean, anytime you say, anytime someone asks me not to do something, that's usually when I when it's time to do more. Oh uh,
3: boy, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at uh, the, the Onion. The, yeah, the Methuen. Just call it
0: the Onion. Yeah.
3: <laughs> And I love it. Yeah, greedy cops, dirty politicians, right, right, yeah. and lots of just plain yeah, yeah. stupid.
0: And what's great is that they've—I'm so powerful. They've got me. I'm like the most powerful guy in the world. Like if I wanted to, I could single-handedly impeach Donald Trump.
3: Well, you that's, have a machine, how, according. I've to I've got you. a
0: huge machine, huge. And we're coming from a doing Confidential. We want to buy those guys. We want to. We want We want them on board. We, we're gonna. We're gonna offer them the millions that I was offered to be the propaganda minister. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So uh, we've got Well, uh, two, three, one. Well, we've got like nine sponsors. Well, you know, instead, wow. I, I noticed when I go live uh, when I'm watching the well, – I do like these watch parties afterwards yeah. to try and get the numbers up uh, so people can see it. And I noticed that like it takes me five minutes to go through the sponsors right. at the beginning of the show. And we lose, like, 100 people.
3: Oh, yeah. Because we-
0: they pop in, and I'm just talking about sponsors. So they pop out, and then they wait to come back. For like, like, right. To when you're doing substance.
3: the watch party, it's pretty obvious yeah. you can watch what's going yeah. on.
0: The good thing about watching the show afterwards is, you know, you you get to see, like, what we're doing wrong, like, how, how we can make the show better and right. what we're doing wrong. So um, we'll, we'll talk about the sponsors. Don't worry if you're a sponsor. We will talk about you throughout the show. Um, but I'm just not going to do it all at the beginning because I don't want to lose people um, But uh, I, you know that they, they talked about me today because they wanted me to talk about them on the show Yeah. And initially I looked at it and I said, you know, they just want me to talk about them on the show <laughs> Denied, and then I said, no, you know what, why, listen, it's a fun site, it's a funny you know? site Why not Why not talk about them? It's, it's the Methuen Onion And uh, the Babylon, the Methuen Babylon Bee, yeah. so to speak And it's pretty hilarious, I think... Um, I think more people should be should be reading that site. Eventually, though, I gotta tell you, I find it funny, but there's a couple of other people in own politics that don't find it funny at all, and they're like really pissed off about it. And they're gonna find out who's behind it. And yeah. man, man, do I feel bad for those guys when they do when 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 certain people find out who it is that's actually behind it, man, I almost feel bad for them. I don't, but I almost <laughs> feel bad for them. So we do have some news we want to get to. We've got a a couple of great guests coming up. Jonathan Stevens is doing a documentary on TMF. If you know, Mike uh, Gorman's been on the show, I think, at least twice, maybe three times. I don't know. Um, He's the head of uh, TMF, the Movement family. They're a group of kids. Uh, Him and Sam Salib and a bunch of guys got together with a a group of uh, underprivileged kids from Lawrence. They feed the homeless every Wednesday night. And they do a lot of other stuff, too. Um, And so I thought uh, after news, we'll bring them up and talk about the documentary a little bit, try and promote it. Um, I know at one point Jonathan Stevens came to my office and interviewed me for, for a documentary. I don't know if it was this one or a different documentary, um, but I kept, I kept looking for it afterwards after we did the interview, and I never found it, so maybe we can chat with him about that a little bit.
3: Like cutting room floor, yeah. maybe.
0: Well, that's usually where I end up, <laughs> and really that's kind of where I belong anyway. Like why anybody wants to interview me is beyond beyond uh, beyond me. Uh, We've got some breaking news stuff, some stuff that's not so breaking. I noticed, though, yesterday, Ed, in the Eagle Tribune – Um, breaking news, front page, yeah, huge breaking news. What was the big story? The big story was that Neil Perry is looking for a new DPW director, and he got rid of Frank McCann. I I recall hearing about that some weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago on this show we talked about it, (laughs) but to to the Tribune yesterday it was breaking news because you know things things are slower. Yeah, that's where they. That's if they watch this show. They would actually probably be able to have the breaking news a little <laughs> sooner than two weeks after it happens, but I don't want to tell them how to do their no. job. I don't like it when people tell me how to do my job. A um, lot, of, lot of crime stories coming out of Lawrence over the last couple of weeks from the federal government. Um, uh, let me pull up the first one, and I just had it like three seconds ago. Okay, so remember? do you remember last week we had Methuen... Uh, Methuen, you got Methuen in the brain now. <laughs> Lawrence Police Chief Roy Vasquez here. Yep. and out of the blue, and this was literally out of the blue. I asked him, "Have you ever solved the murder on Hampshire Street, the one in Hampshire, and all that?" Because I was there when that happened. Yep. and we got pictures, we got video, and um, it, it's one of those. You know, when you're a news guy, you see a lot of stuff that most people don't see. And you know, I've seen I've seen firefighters pull charred babies' bodies out of out of burning cars, and I've seen people get shot, and I've seen people get stabbed and been shot at myself. Um, and and a lot of it becomes a blur after a while because you see a lot of stuff. But every once in a while, something sticks in sticks in your head. And this guy getting executed, seven bullets to the back. Mm. Um, and we we have the video. If you go to valleypatriot.com, the video is up. Um, so I asked him, "Have you ever caught the guys that did that?" And he was very vague. Remember, he didn't want to like he didn't want to say yes, he didn't want to uh, say no. He kind of danced uh, around yeah, it a little bit. You were trying to pull those teeth. Yeah, and th- we find out the reason is because they actually had the guy in custody. And it's, just, it's, ama- it's so amazing that it just happened, like, while he we was sitting here. They had the guy in custody on other charges, but they knew he was he was involved. Hmm. And they hadn't arraigned him. They hadn't charged him for it yet. Well, two days ago, they actually charged him uh, with, the, with the murder of uh, this guy on Hampshire Street. Some of the pictures, uh, not for the squeamish, on valleypatriot.com. The video, we actually have a, a surveillance video from... Uh, the house, a couple of houses next to where it happened. Hmm. And you see the guy come out of the bodega, walk across the street, and the guy run up from behind him and just put seven shots in his back, just like that, in the middle of broad daylight, three in the afternoon on Hampshire and Alder Street. Um, And I hope that guy fries, man. I really do. Um, First, I hope he turns on his colleagues because there were two other guys in the getaway car. I hope he turns on them and I hope they all fry, every single one of them. Um, The guy that they hit, I suspect, was a gang member. I'm suspecting it was a gang hit. You know, those Trinitarios are nasty little bastards, yep. and they have no souls whatsoever, none. Yep. And, uh, and so I hope they all go. And I don't care I don't care that the guy that they killed was probably a violent gang member. He probably was. Um, but I don't care. Like, you, you execute someone like that in the middle of the afternoon, you're so dangerous, you shouldn't be walking amongst us. You should be executed. Yep. Um, so we've got that, and that's up on the Valley Patriot uh, website. We also have, um, and I know I had like two more here, but let me, let me just pull this first one up. Every time I go, it goes to Methuen Onion. I don't understand. It's like they've defaulted my computer now to Methuen Onion. Um, In the federal court last week, illegal alien in Lawrence, who was ordered deported, but decided not to go because we don't actually deport people in this country. We just say, okay, well, listen, we've decided you stayed too long, so we're just going to please politely ask you to leave. Yeah, it's more of a recommendation. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) it's not really. So they they politely asked, the courts politely asked this guy to leave. His name is Freddy Tejeda Diaz. And, boy, that's not a Lawrence name. I don't know what is. Um, and, and they uh, ordered him to be deported. Instead of leaving, he got a fake ID of a Puerto Rican citizen. And Puerto Rico is part of the United States. So that makes him an American citizen when he's using the fake ID. And uh, they, uh, they caught him distributing fentanyl hmm. and, uh, for identity theft and he's going to serve time, and then when he's done, hopefully we're going to deport him again. But who knows? They may, when he gets out of jail, they might just politely ask him to leave again, and he <laughs> may just get another ID. And it just, it's, it's this revolving thing, and you, know, you look at most of the crime in Lawrence are not committed by people from Lawrence. Most of the crime that goes on in Lawrence occurs from people, happens from people who are outside of Lawrence. Um, People from Lowell Our next story proves that So another illegal alien charged with selling fentanyl That led to a victim's fatal overdose On June 12th of uh, 2018 uh, A guy was selling fentanyl and cocaine In Lawrence, he sold it to a 26 year old Victim who died of an overdose After using the drugs, apparently the fentanyl Was too strong Uh, The guy continued to sell fentanyl after the fatal overdose Including another sale on uh, July 31st Um, He has been caught Uh, He's a Haverhill resident, an illegal alien, and he was selling drugs in Lawrence. So, you know, Dan Rivera and the chief are not wrong. They're wrong about some stuff, but they're not wrong about this, that a lot of the crime that goes on in Lawrence is being perpetuated by people who are not from Lawrence. Hmm. This guy's not only not from Lawrence, he's not from this country, and he is here illegally living in Haverhill committing crimes in Lawrence. And that makes the lives of the people who live in Lawrence all that much worse. And what I still can't figure out is whenever I point this stuff out, I'm the bad guy at making Lawrence look right. bad. You know, like I'm still, I still, I still can't figure that out for the life of me. Uh, Joel's Food Corner, we're going to try and get Joel on next week with the mayor. We're going to try and do like a split screen with that Zoom. I've been playing with that. Let's see if we can yeah. make that work.
3: Yeah, we can have a look at that right after this broadcast. Right, because we have political
0: right. TNT. At Four, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'll be doing a show at four, so in between we can figure it out. Yep. Uh, so Joel Ferretri, he's a Methuen city councilor. He does our food corner, and he goes to the different food places in Methuen and rates them. Now, because he's a city councilor, it's kind of it's hard to go in and say your food sucks, <laughs> right? Because the guy might actually vote in Methuen right. or something. Um, so I noticed that almost all of his uh, food recommendations are four beards, four and a half beards. I think he did one that was three beards. I actually, I, I actually like that. You know, I, yeah. I just tell the truth. Like if somebody's food is not really no. that good, you should say their food's just not really that good. No,
3: have you been to most of the places I he's been to, reviewed? I've
0: been to every place he's reviewed so far, and I recommended that for next week's Valley Patriot, he go to uh, one of my new favorite haunts, is uh, Miller's Tavern. I was there last night. I had a date last night, and uh, and I took her to uh, Miller's Tavern because I was there with the Janas. It's Jana. <laughs> I was there with the Janas a couple of weeks ago. But isn't one Jana? One's Jana and one's Jana. But they're both Janas in your... Whatever I say, they're going to correct me. So it doesn't really matter at this point. They're interchangeable. Um, But we were there a couple of weeks ago, and um, I tried what they call the Irish uh, nachos. Hmm. And they're really not nachos at all. They're really kind of like um, homemade French fries with lots of stuff on them. And And they're amazing. Like, I don't know what that special sauce is that they put on it, but I specifically took my date there last night because I was craving now, those Irish nachos. What's going to make great. them
3: Irish? Is there corned beef on it? There, there is corned beef
0: in it. Oh, That's right. true. Yep. You're right about that.
3: Hmm. So it's almost like uh, their variation of poutine. There's meat and. Yeah, I do don't you know, know what th- that is, but um, I'll, I'll agree with you for from, the sake of from, sounding like I know what I'm talking from about. From Quebec. And oh, okay. It's french fries with brown gravy mm. and cheese curds on top.
0: Yeah, sounds very similar. Yeah. With uh, with some uh, corned beef thrown in um, and some special sauce, it's like a. It almost tasted like Russian dressing, but it's not like a sweet Russian dressing. But mm-hmm. it's really like it makes it so good that I was so full yeah. that I was still eating because it was so. I, I didn't matter that I was full; I just yeah. wanted to keep eating. Yeah. It to stick
3: with it the Irish theme, they probably have to put Guinness in that. Sauce. Yeah, maybe. maybe, maybe why not?
0: So Joel is going to go there, and he's going to do for the next Methuen food corner. Uh, in the Valley Patriot next week. He's going to be doing Miller's Tavern and hopefully maybe one other. And, uh, and my only recommendation to Joel, I haven't really talked to him. Uh, he's been so busy as a city councilor. Um, I, I try not to bother him because he's a busy guy. Uh, I, I, I want to see more bad reviews. I want to see more, or at least more objective reviews. I want to see like... Yeah, you know, their appetizers weren't that good, but the meal was great. Or the sure. meal was, wasn't was that good, but the appetizers were great. So and constructive criticism. Yeah, yeah, because I, I think that the the Methuen food places want that. I mean, nobody wants to be bad-mouthed, but I think they want constructive criticism on how they can make their food better mm-hmm. or how they can make their place better. And Joel's like me. I eat out at least four times a day, four times a week. Mm-hmm. Easily four times a week I'm eating out. And I have a rule in my – in my rule is – if the meal isn't that good and the service isn't that good, but the appetizers are good, I'll always go back. Hmm. Because I'm usually there to talk to somebody. I'm usually doing business. I'm, it's like a business lunch or a business dinner that I'm doing. And I usually order three or four appetizers. And then, you know, if I order a meal, I usually end up taking half of it home because I'm so full from the appetizers. So I go by appetizers. And so when you look at some place like Butter Bangs, great, appet- great appetizers. Miller's Tavern, Great appetizers. Um, what was the other one that he did? Giovanni's, I think he did last month. Excellent appetizers. Then there were other places. Appetizers, not so good. Hmm. You know. So, anyways, uh, what else do we have? We've got. Uh, what are we doing on time? All right. So we're still doing doing good on time. We've got. Uh, I, well, I think that's it. Thanks for coming, kids. Good night. <laughs> I don't think I really have much more. Um, um, you know,
3: I was just having a look here. Yeah. Would you believe on the parody website? The Methuen Onion. Yeah, that's uh, hosted in Panama.
0: Yeah, yeah. It
3: <laughs> sounds on the up they're and up. trying
0: very hard to conceal their identity, right? And I listen to me—that makes them cowards. You know what I mean? Like if you're gonna put, if you're gonna do something, put, at, people can say whatever they want about me, but I put my name on what I write, and, and if I screw up, it's my name on that story, yeah. and I'm the one that takes the heat for it. And these guys, they, they, they print whatever funny stuff that they print, true or not true, and they don't put their name on it. I think they should put their name on it, but that's just me. It, it, it is funny, though. I have to admit, when I read today's, I was in hysterics. <laughs> it was absolutely hysterical. And, uh, and the power, it's f- so funny, because it's not just them. My adversaries, the people who hate me, the people who are always publicly out against me, they paint me as this guy that's got so much power, Like, I'm so powerful that I can manipulate all these things. And I was, uh, like, like, going back to the council presidency vote, right? I was pushing really hard for Eunice Ziegler. Right. She didn't get to vote. Like, so how fucking powerful am I really? Like, like I'm so powerful that I've got this propaganda machine and I don't know, whatever. Um, so I had like three other news stories. I just can't find them. So what we will do is we'll uh, take a quick break.
3: All right, I, I can go with that commercial this week. The one we, the chief hates. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was hilarious. I wish I had seen so, the look. Oh my god! So we had the police chief here last week. If you didn't see it, folks and um, we've got a commercial that runs for, for Funeral Home and I and it's my voice saying, hey if I get shot and killed while I'm driving around in Lawrence, get my body to Perez Funeral Home. And I looked at the chief and he went pale white. Yeah. He's like, did you just say if you get shot and killed in Lawrence? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you want a good look. And I'm like, sorry. It never dawned on me that that would be running someday and the chief of police would be sitting right here. You know what I mean? So we want to thank mcclennan Real Estate uh, Century 21. We love Janet mcclennan uh, I am going to marry her someday. I really I'm going to marry her. There's, she um, knows, right? I, I think she knows. I know her son knows because he was waiting for me after the show last week. He was <laughs> downstairs like, what's this? You're going to marry my mother's uh, <laughs> stuff going on. He was laughing about it though. AFC Urgent Care. We love Lisa Williams. She bought she bought me a suit this week. Really? Yeah. She went up to Macy's to see Al Caprilli and he sells suits in the men's department at uh, Macy's in Manchester, New Hampshire. And she bought me a couple of suits for the bash. Um, and I don't know why she did that. She just, I, I think she just there are people who either really hate me to the point where right. they cross the street to spit on me, or they really love me to the point where they're like literally out buying suits for me for, for, for literally no reason. Uh, but we love AFC Urgent Care. They're great. Marku Towing, uh, Marsan and Son. Let's just go to a break. We'll talk about the other, sp- uh, the other sponsors as we're bringing up, uh, after we bring up um, Jonathan Stevens and Michael Gorman. If while I'm driving around Lawrence, I get shot and killed, Make sure you get my body to Perez Funeral Home because we do business with the people who do business with us, and he's on South Broadway with the. It, it's the old Scott Funeral Home. If you were if you're an old time Lawrence resident, it's the old Scott Funeral Home on, on South Broadway. Perez Funeral Home at two ninety eight South Broadway in Lawrence. Um, you can they do crematory services. They do all the stuff that they're supposed to do, right? And uh, Mike's a, a big fan of the show. He followed us when we go live. He's an advertiser now in the print edition of the paper, and he's now sponsoring this program. Perez Funeral Home and Crematory Services, 298 South Broadway in Lawrence. We appreciate him. He doesn't even pay for those ads anymore. I just run it because it's funny.
3: Yeah, it's too good. I mean, sometimes funny things are good,
0: like parody. Right, like a parody. Right, Exactly blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Those guys are unbelievable. We've pretty much narrowed down who it is, but it doesn't even really matter who it is. No. The, I mean, what really matters is what they're saying. Is what they're saying funny or not?
3: Right. It's, you know, The Onion. I don't know right. who's writing right. that, but I love and it. And You
0: know, Facebook tried to take The Onion down saying it was fake news as if they were trying to present, like The Onion was trying to present that it was real news. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 this is fake news. We can't have this on Facebook. And for, like, I think almost a week, they were at war with The Onion and taking down all their stories. And the Babylon Bee, too, I think.
3: Oh, I got to share a link with you. It tells you how to disable Facebook tracking. Really? So (coughs) when you search for something, it's not going to pop up with ads all about what you just searched for. I knew you'd want
0: I've actually figured out the best way to combat the the Methuen uh, Onion site is we're gonna create our own with the one onion site. Oh nice because Pete nobody remembers where they read anything. If they read something on my site or they read it on the Eagle Tribute, they remember reading the story, but they don't remember where they read it, right? So absolutely so we're gonna do our own site and we're just gonna completely mirror we're gonna write whatever they write on a Tuesday, we're gonna write the exact opposite. <laughs> and then we're gonna and because we have way more followers than they do, we're yeah. just gonna flood Facebook and Twitter. With what we write and then we'll just see what happens uh, Sitting with me today And this is a pleasure uh, Even though it seems like we spend way too much time together uh, Mike Gorman from TMF And Jonathan Stevens Who is a videographer And a documentarian And probably a whole bunch of other stuff And he's, they, he's doing a documentary on TMF And I wanted them to come on And kind of talk about it and promote it a little bit uh, Whichever one of you guys wants to go first What are you guys up to?
1: Uh-huh
0: want to start, Jonathan? just going to pull this up quick. You have to pull this really close to your... So,
2: So, yeah, I am um, extremely excited. Um, You know, Jonathan actually met at the the bus station days, to be honest with you. Um, That's where I first met him. Um, He was close with the prayer table the group over there and um you know we've you know maintained communication um throughout the last year but um you know recently you know we came with the idea of kind of telling the TMF story throughout the years because um this started back in 2011 the program like the bus station Started around, what was it 2008, 2008? 2018. Yeah. So that's seven years of TMF doing things that people really don't know about. So I think it's an underground story that will be great to get out in the open. What's great about TMF, and I think I said this the last time you were here, is that it's replicable. What you guys are doing,
0: you're not going to the government and saying, Can you please help us solve the problem? and then waiting for them to have meetings upon meetings upon meetings. You guys just said, you know what? There's a need. Screw the politicians. Screw government. We're just going to go out and do it. And you guys figured stuff out that you could go out and do to try and make people's lives a little bit better that are living on the streets or people who are addicts or people who need some serious help. Oh, yeah. And I think I think that's that's what's great about what you're doing is you can franchise it. You could do this all over the country. You could it, Once this documentary is done, my hope is that – it's going to be widely watched across the country and people themselves will just say, hey, you know, we can do that mm. and go out and do and, and help. Jonathan, what, what made you what made you want to do this documentary? What made you do it?
1: Well, first of all, let me say that that's exactly what I'm thinking. Oh, good. Exactly. Um, what well, he asked me, and I see the work. The work speaks for itself. Right. So, I don't see anything bad about what they're doing except for the issues that they are helping to alleviate, that's the only bad thing about it. Right. So that was the reason that I told it Anything you need... I'll, I'll how, do long, how
0: long have you been doing... How long have you been working on this documentary? Is it something you just started, or have you have been doing no, this no. kind of all along? I
1: think it's only been like about three weeks. Uh, oh, like
0: okay. no. Yeah, no. I would say. Now, yeah. when you came to my office and interviewed me for, I think, a different documentary, did yes. that ever go up? Is that up somewhere, or did I end up on the cutting floor like I normally do? No, the no, no, no,
1: no. So <laughs> first of all, the... The the initial reason for that interview was research for a future film that we're writing a script for. Oh, good. So there was no documentary initially in in mind. But then I had 310 people that I interviewed, and I said, I'm not just going to throw this away. So that's how that, it's still Oh, so it's still in in production for a movie,
0: not a documentary. It's in
1: post-production. Gotcha,
0: gotcha. I'm in so many movies and documentaries at this point and video, music videos. I can't yeah, even keep track of the Yet all you're and. not
3: really famous.
0: Yeah, but I have a, but, but I'm, what's the word? I'm, uh, uh devious. No, no, no. What's no. the word? That, <laughs> what's the word the onion used today? That I've got, uh, uh this, this, um, uh, machine? Machine. I got this big machine.
3: Yeah, but you're not famous. But I'm
0: not famous yet. No. no. I'm certainly not rich anymore either. <laughs> not making, not making it's any not money. It's not a now. money
3: machine. That's no, for that's sure. for
0: sure. Although if you, if you ask those guys, I'm getting paid off, I'm getting paid big bucks. Me and Joe Solomon are down in like the Cayman Islands every two weeks, and <laughs> <laughs> smoking cigars on a beach somewhere with uh, bikini babes uh, you Mike, when you were approached by uh, Jonathan to do this, it was uh, the
1: other way around Oh actually. really, so
0: he yeah. approached you and asked you if, if you would if you would
1: do I something. was doing a, uh, a music video and we did some shooting that the two had dinner at the current location, and he saw me doing that, and he came to me and he said, hey." I've been thinking about doing this for a while.
0: and I said, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So when do you expect it's gonna be when do you expect it's gonna be done? So
2: um the filming we decided will probably be for a full year. So April to April will be the filming. I'll, I'm also very excited because you know, me and you talk a lot behind the scenes, and I think this is good for the TMF members who do so much work to actually, you know their work to be, you know, showcased to the, the community. You know, a lot of these individuals, you know, come from the projects of Lawrence, don't have much more than these homeless individuals doing so much. So they're all excited, you know, looking forward to it. And um, I'm just, I'm, I'm good to go. And, you know, it's just, it's it's good because, um, so when it starts in April, um, you know, the filming piece, but before the filming, there's so much to do with like, you know, going back into time. So not many people know we started it, you know, in 2011, I was 18 years old and it started at the Methuen um, bus loop outside the high school and it was usually we talked on the phone it was a workout group and that's kind of you know where it started and since then it's branched out into so many different areas so i kind of want to go back in time show um you know how a community organization can start um you know with just like heart and you know passion and you know hopefully that can branch out into other community communities across the
0: country now when you guys first started you were were doing these runs with these kids through the city and you were running by these homeless people and the kids came to you and said, like, can't we do something to help these But We're running by them, and they're standing there, and they're hungry. And you guys decided to go out and give them just, even, like, just little notes to let them know that, like, someone was thinking. Can you talk a little bit about Yeah, we used to um, – Because you we, went into areas I won't even go to. Like, no. you were over on West Street down by the, <laughs> yeah, down by the, the railroad tracks. There, yeah. I won't go there during the day,
2: and I'm armed. Yeah, we were um, – man, we were naive. We didn't know what we were doing. Um, and you'd go as like a group of four or five in a car, down Broadway Street, passing, you know, Tremont, Cedar, um, Haverhill, Bradford Street, Corners. And those are some, that's, you know, that's the hot section, I would say, of Lawrence, where a lot of drug activity. And, you know, we decided to come up with this, you know, let's give those homeless individuals an index card, of hope. And then from there, build a relationship. And it's just mind-blowing to see, you know, how far we've come to now with dinner, you know, to now services being available, And just seeing those TMF members, you know, grow as individuals because the core meaning of TMF, you know, it works as an inner and then to an outer. So I want the TMF members to grow within themselves as individuals, you know, be a better person, see different aspects of life. And then, you know, from there, you know, give back. So the bus station and the dinner, those were two of our projects.
0: Jonathan, what made you want to do this? You've been around for a while and we've kind of we've, we've crossed paths a few times yeah. and I, I remember seeing you at the bus station. Um, you've got a million projects that you're working on yeah. that I see. I see yeah. on Facebook you're doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. What made you want to do this?
1: So I told him, I said, Yo, you don't know what any one of those kids is going to do for somebody else because of what you're doing for that. So this has the ability to just it's like a ripple effect. Like he had stabbed, they had So I was like, I did. You know, I did. I have it to sit.
2: That's awesome. How intricate has uh, Sam Saeed been? He's been on um, very helpful. I only um I met um like,
0: I, I, I I I'm afraid to bring up one person because then be like how come you didn't um, mention someone else? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I know yeah. Sam is like one of those guys that like he's there with his truck every week and he's doing. But he does a lot of other stuff too, and I just wanted to maybe he does. He's he's really
2: involved with um the community piece and different aspects. Um, with TMF, he joins right at that bus station. So I think he came out like the third night. Um, at the bus station, you know, delivered mm-hmm. some pizzas, and then from there, um, joined the program. So he's been involved now. For a good, you know, year and a half, two years, and he's a huge piece to the Wednesday night dinner. You know, he has that that box truck now. Yep. <clears throat> so he has all the tables, the chairs, you know. He helped out with the food at the bus station days, and um, he's been a, a key factor in, you know, making it successful. So we're grateful.
0: Do you have plans for how to expand? What, what you're doing is great, right? Yeah. But I'm always looking, no matter how good a project that I'm working on is, I'm always looking to make it better. hmm do you have plans to expand what you're doing? Is, is there, is, are there talks as to how you can increase what you're doing? I mean, you've gotten 24 people, at least by my count. You've gotten 24 addicts off the street into rehab, into transitional housing, off the street. They're not committing crimes. They're not using drugs. Their lives are not in jeopardy anymore, uh, at least not from that. Do you have plans to expand this? Do you have a vision of where you want to take this next?
2: Yeah, um- you know i don't like routine so i always try to you know incorporate different tables you know different people from the outside coming in like i thought it was cool for St. John's Prep hockey team to that come was great. that night. Because I think that opens the door now for maybe schools to get involved. Right. And you know, mm. if St. John's Prep does it, maybe one high will do it. Maybe Lawrence High School will wanna get involved. You know, Lawrence YMCA reached out recently, you know, like our program director and a few of our co-workers to come down. So I think, you know, building that strong foundation, which I think it it's it's been pretty strong. You know, we've been going for quite some time. And then from there, I would love maybe like commutes, like maybe like a low, like a Haverhill, where they also have, you know. They're struggling with you know addiction piece over right. there, and I would love for it to expand in regards to location. Um, that's still up in the air. You know, Roger's been kind to us, you know, giving us that lot, you know, that he owns. But um, we'll see where it goes with it. Uh, definitely, a lot. Of I
0: actually think today. we should be doing. We should be roaming. I think like one night, a, one night a month, we should be where we are uh, at uh, Two South Broadway. One night a month, we should be at the Manchester Park, because a lot of people in North Lawrence, especially when it was. It's as cold as it was last night. They're not going to walk a mile and a half down Broadway to come and have a meal to walk all the way back through that cold back to their tent. Um, and, I, and, and just my opinion doesn't really mean a whole lot. But um, it seems like if we were roaming a little bit, you know, we might be able to service more than it seems like we're getting the same people now. And it's just the people who are homeless in that area in that of
2: self-awareness. You no, it's, that's a, um, it's definitely a good point, it's something we should definitely um, talk about to see where we can expand it, because yeah. Manchester Street Park, that is that is a troop, and as you know, the park over there, it's even all the way in the back, right. too, so that's a...
0: That's, that's literally the most dangerous tent city in, in Lawrence. I mean, that there's been three, three
2: bodies have been pulled out of there in the last year. so wow. and And... Uh, Doesn't surprise me.
0: Yeah, it's, it's tough, so... <laughs> maybe you could,
1: straight, like, you know, if you got 20 people at the location, scrape. Right. Hear, oh yeah, that's a good no, idea. Yeah, it's
2: not a bad idea too. Yeah. yeah. No, but there is different locations throughout the city, North Lawrence, South Lawrence, so you're only getting that core group right there. I basically. was
0: I was surprised. I'm not gonna say where the location is because I don't want the police to know. But I was surprised at one of the locations where there's a bunch of tents, there's a guy, and I'm, i I don't know if you've seen it, but I know your mom has. There's a guy who's got a tent and he's got Electricity and cable yeah, and a and a TV right. and, and we, I went down and I'm handing the guy food like he opens his tent and I hand the guy the food and I look and he's watching CNN and I'm like wait a minute like
2: it's true. I've seen the same thing how yeah. the
0: hell did you do that <laughs> and it's still this minute I'm trying to figure it out so they're they're they're, they're very resourceful no they are they're very resourceful them the the, uh, the homeless and uh, and some of them very dangerous too and it's hard when when you're in this business and I'm not telling you anything you don't know. But it's hard when you're in this business where you're trying to service people who are less fortunate. It's hard to remember that. It's hard to remember that the person <laughs> you're handing food to could be sticking a knife in you the minute you turn your back on mm. them. And I always try to keep in mind uh, uh, the American sniper. You know how he died. He was, the, uh, he was helping a veteran. Yeah. Brought him to a shooting range just trying to help the guy out, trying to help him feel better. And he turned his back and the guy put a bullet in the back of his head because he's just mentally ill. He didn't know mm. what he was doing. Mm. And so I always worry. I worry about your mom too because yeah, I know she goes out there. You should not be now. letting her go out alone. She's and She keeps doing it. <laughs> And, uh, and that worries me, too. So, uh, Jonathan, talk about some of the other projects, because I know you've got like a million things that you've been working on, and you should be commended for some of the stuff that you do. I don't think you get even, even half the, the accolades that you should for the work that you're putting into the documentaries, because they're mostly all about the communities, right? right the com- right. Lowell Lawrence community. Right.
1: Um, it started out with a vision for a feature film about me, and I started from nothing. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't go to school for this. I didn't, you know. And it was just three years of research. And then a year and a half of interviewing people. And now it's just post-production. And, and of course, you know, you tell people you're making a movie. Now everybody's calling you. Like, hey, you want to do this? You want to do that? And I'm like, shit, I can use the money. So, right. All right, so now you start getting distracted. Right, You know, and uh, now this is <laughs> probably try to put me on some whole other thing, so that's all good. How do you plan on distributing
0: this once the TMF documentary is done? Yeah. How do you plan on distributing it? Because there's a million different ways you can
1: do it now online. I mean, to me, ultimately, if you can distribute to international film festivals or, or local ones, that's the best way to really get it seen and, you know, so we can trying to buy, you know, Netflix and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm just looking at the phone festivals.
0: What's your what's your, uh, your proudest piece of work up to now? Because you've done so many things. Like, what's your favorite thing that you've worked on up until now?
1: Honestly, the music video that I did for Joshua... Oh, okay.
0: um, was that you? was that you that the the Jocelyn music video? Yeah. That's amazing. I and actually you, watched that. You. first of all she's amazing. Yeah. yeah she but is. second of all I I thought that That was I mean the cinematography on that and showing the different scenes of Lawrence was yeah. great. And I'm not frog Lawrence, so I
1: turned into to Lawrence and spent like two days here just
0: What's the name of that? I'm going to post that online. What's the name of that video? Oh, man. Jeez. Are you friends
2: with her on Facebook or you're not? I
0: think so, yeah. Yeah, She's a redhead. Of
2: course, I'm friends with her on Facebook.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's called called My Prayer to You. My Prayer to You. All right, we're going to post that up online. It's actually a really good. So I'm watching the cinema, and I didn't realize it was yours. I'm watching the cinematography, and I'm going, wow, this is like really professionally done. Thank you. And, uh, And so if what you're doing for TMF is even close to the level of video production that you did for that music video, then I'm really looking forward to what you guys are doing. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited.
1: It, the longer you do something, the better you do it. It's just kind of how it goes, you mm. know? So.
0: Give me the name of this, this, this song again. Uh, um, my my prayer,
1: prayer to You.
0: My Prayer to You. I wanna, just want to make sure that we get it up uh, We get it up online. Um, so what else are you guys involved in? You're you're not just doing TMF. You're doing a whole bunch of other stuff. You're going to college. you're. you're what are you taking in college? Like you,
2: you social work. I had. To, I have to continue the masters because uh, the money in social work isn't always the best. Right. So continuing that, Anna Maria has been kind to me. The school over there. So that's the
0: education. That's how that's how TMF really started, right? <laughs> you got accepted to Anna Maria. And they gave you some kind of a project before. Can you talk, to, talk yeah, about that? Yeah, it's
2: interesting. Um, TMF, homeless, and the addiction piece wasn't even in the works that we were doing. Um, 2011, got recruited by about 20-something different colleges for basketball, uh, Division III. Um, I went to Anna Maria that summer. Uh, the college basketball coach sent me a uh, workout packet. And, you know, I was home for the summer, you know, I'm looking for someone to work out with me. So I think we had around eight individuals work out with me. Um, we did a three-mile run um, Mondays and Wednesdays at 5 o'clock. And on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we did speed and conditioning with, like, ladder drills. And then from there, I'm looking at, you know, the seven – eight individuals that are around me and they came from, uh, some tough situations. So I took it into more of like a family route, you know, let's push each other for the three mile run. And then it turned into, you know, a weekly meeting setting goals for each other. Um, you know, we raised money. We had no money. So we did a yard sale, a car wash and a basketball tournament got around a thousand dollars. And we took the individuals to a zoo, never saw like a lion before he we went to the bowling alley and it just um, kept evolving. And, um, to see then the addiction piece, you know, the homeless piece. You know, we do a case study of a missing woman in Lowell on Thursdays. And um you know, it's just what's, what's that about? So um I'm not gonna um say the uh the name of the individual, but it's interesting. A missing woman from two thousand and ten in Lowell, um last seen walking her dog and we even have a case study with around five, six individuals uh meet um twice a month and which Really trying to, you know, nip that in the butt and trying to work at it. And just
0: investigating as to, like, what happened to her? Well,
2: we're, you know, she's still missing to this day. Yeah. And we're trying to see, you know, what happened, you know, go back into time. And it's been one of the most interesting things I've been involved in. Wow. You guys should add that to your
0: documentary. That yeah. sounds yeah. amazing.
2: Yeah, no, uh-huh. it's, it, it's awesome. Yeah, it sounds like good stuff.
1: One thing that I was saying, the reason that I said April to April is because of what you were talking about. He's doing speaking engagements, and this guy, and the other thing. So I want to really get a look at him, because he's the one that's holding it all together. Right. right. So. And there's a lot of great people that, that
0: donate their time. I know I mentioned Sam Salib. A lot. But you get people like Jill Stackland who comes, and she doesn't just help set up. Like Man, we're, she's with been the, great. She's serving food to people, and she's also, you know a lot like a lot of Suze Evans and a lot of other people, when the homeless come to this TMF family dinner— they're being interacted with by the TMF members, and TMF members are, at, are talking to them about what individual things they need. Mm. Some of them are living in a in a tent, and they don't need a blanket, or and they don't need a, a, a sleeping bag, but they might need sternocans, cans, or they might need you know certain food type supplies, or underarm, or mm. you know toothpaste or something. And so they're, they're always this dialogue every week. I notice. Among the TMF members with the homeless and with the addicts, trying to figure out what it is that their individual needs are to try and make their lives a little better while they're struggling on the streets. Well, I love for
2: those TMF members to build their relationships. So we we have that Connect Four tournament now for the gift cards. So Susan Evans has a gift card she gives on Wednesdays. We do a Connect Four tournament. So that's been getting intense, a lot of laughs. And um, I I have those uh, three TMF members speak on the microphone in the circle to kind of give them a role, kind of go over the rules, what's on the menu, how the night's going to go. They got to
0: speak up, though. It's hard they, to hear those yeah, guys they sometimes. do. They get they
2: get shy. You know, they want to do it, but then they you know a little lack. I can't area.
0: find her video. I've looked all over her page. I've looked all over Facebook, but I'll, I'll do it after we go off the air. Um, who is that? Tom? Her name is Jocelyn Merced M E R C E D. All right, I'll, I think I'll she goes
2: her it. her. Um, I think her Just- name is Justified. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, Ch- like that her. is
0: that right? Uh-huh. Yep, that's what it is. It's Justified. How frustrating has it been? You guys started off at the bus stop in Lawrence and it was it was really working well because even though it was outside, you had the overhead. So when it was snowing, you weren't getting snowed on. You could set up the tables, you could set up things and even if it was raining, if it was snowing, you were underneath that that garage and then all of a sudden the mayor just literally pulled the rug right from, out from underneath you, blamed you guys for a whole bunch of stuff you had nothing to do with. How frustrating was that? How frustrating was that? And how frustrating was it after we got thrown out, after you got thrown out? to then not have that every week, knowing that these kids would like to go out and do something to help the homeless and had nothing for a good six months before you... Were
2: Man, I still think about... The, I miss those bus station days a lot. Uh, I really do. That's where it originated from. Um, that was a tough time uh, mm-hmm. emotionally for a lot of people, kind of, you know, leaving the the spot. I think it was a great learning experience. Um, you know, you were very supportive during that time at City Hall, you know, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, guiding us, you know, teaching us different things, um... And um, you know, we're here now, you know, when one door closes, another one opens. Obviously I miss that overhead a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, we gotta Especially two weeks ago. It was like, yeah. oh man, if we only had an overhead tonight. Yeah, I know, you know, we got we're working with some tents, getting some tents tents donated. Um, you know, you gotta think outside the box here. So we're making the best of it, you know? Yeah. So what um I just, I, I had a question and I lost it.
0: When when you guys are are, are out there and you're feeding the homeless and you find somebody who
2: has a need that you can't fulfill, how do you go about meeting that person's needs? Um, I think it's meeting the person where they're at. Um, You know, we might not be able to get everything they want. You know, sometimes, like last night, I heard, like, oh, do you have a tent? Do you have a sterno? And sometimes we don't always have that, you know, on hand at that time. You know, I try to make note of something. You know, know, if there's more than one individual needs the same thing, maybe make a note of it, Um, you know, kind of – See what else we got available. Um, try to just have someone to talk to. So last night I have this guy, Kurt. Um, he was a guest speaker one night at the TMF dinner. So I actually have him with a notepad going around the dinner table and kind of, you know, you know, when do you want to seek treatment? You know, you can do this. He's a former addict, mm-hmm. you know, in out of incarceration, you know, he he's lived it. So I have him because Karen's at that Tooksbury Detox table. But she's usually at that table, so people, you know, won't always go to her. <laughs> see, you walking know? around her. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Kurt's a, a a good piece we could involve in kind of you know you know Karen's over. Let's go talk to her for a minute. Let's see you know if we can get you a bed. So kind of implementing that, you know. So the goal is to get them off the street. You know, right. I don't want to be you know we're feeding them every Wednesday. See you later. Like right. the goal is to really get these individuals. You said from the beginning oh, the we right don't want to be
0: a soup kitchen. I don't. We want to be something. We want to be a full service to try and get these people. And is my number right? I have twenty four that you've gotten off. Yeah, I
2: would say you're about correct. I know Karen mm-hmm. got one another one in two weeks ago. Um, you know, she has a great relationship. She works next door at the TSS program, mm-hmm. so she still has a relationship over there. She's been great. So, so it's
0: about pulling together a, a bunch of resources. Putting them all in one place so that when the homeless show up to eat, they think they're just showing up to get food. Yeah, but there's actually services that are available for them if they want it. And one of the most frustrating things for me was we were trying to get Steve Gonzalo off the street for two years. Oh, I remember him. Um, yeah. and, and veteran, right? You know, yeah. yeah. And and we were trying, and he would say, "Okay, yes, uh, tomorrow morning, come meet me here, mm-hmm. and I'll I'll go into detox." And then the next morning we're driving around like crazy trying to find him and we can't find him because he's off getting high. Mm. You've got to get them when they say yes, you've got to get them right there that second mm-hmm. and you've got to be able to get them into a bed right there that second or they're going to be jonesing for the next high and they're not going to care anymore. You know, once once they've decided to go, you've got to get them that second because they could change their mind in five minutes.
2: No, and I know that one night a couple weeks ago, someone came up to your car asking, you know, is... Uh- Good good Shepherd, Shepherd, right, yeah It was freezing out that night And uh, he was staying in his car So he got situations like that too
0: One of the great things that the Lawrence police do And I'm pretty sure Methuen police does it too Is if you're homeless and it's under freezing If it's under 32 degrees If you call them and say, I'm homeless I'm on the street, I want to go to the Good Shepherd Center Or some other shelter They're not going to run you for warrants You don't have to worry about going to jail They're going to pick you up and they're just going to bring you there So you can have a warm place to stay that night And, uh, so when those two individuals came over and asked us, you know, geez, you know, do you think good, I called Mike Samad, Mike Samad had just left. And he said, uh, he said, no, they're they're not open tonight. Mm. Um, so these two kids, they were 18 and 19 and and they had nowhere to go that night. And I felt bad, you know, like people like us, we, we have homes that we, we go, we feed the homeless. We freeze for a couple hours And and then we go home. They go back to a cold tent or maybe not even have a tent. And and I always feel bad because, like, I've got a living room that I could, mm-hmm. I could uh, mm. you know, maybe let somebody stay for the night. But it's so hard to trust mm. that the person you're taking in, and we've done it now twice, right, Ed? We did it with Egan, and we did it with Hot Pants Girl. Yeah. And what a nightmare those – I mean, it, it was just a nightmare. And after that, it made me even more jaded about about opening my house to try and let somebody just stay just for the night because, mm. because the myriad of social problems that they have, the myriad of psychological problems that they have um, – It's just too bad that there isn't more government services available for these people Mm. when Lawrence is, and I don't want to make it too political, but Lawrence is run by all Democrats. The city council, the mayor, the school committee, every state rep, every state senator, they're all Democrats, they all campaign on the backs of the poor. They all say, if you vote for me, we're gonna help the poor, we're gonna help the downtrodden, and they don't do anything. And the the proof is, look at TMF. Like, Mm. look at what you guys are actually doing. They're not doing it. And then we see guys like Neil Perry, who's the mayor of Methuen, comes to tmf to service the homeless and feed the homeless yeah, and stand in line and give them food we've never once seen a lawrence elected official not a state rep not a state senator not a city councilor, not a mayor oh. none of them and it's, it's got to be frustrating for you it's frustrating for me as an observer it's got to be frustrating for you guys it's
2: a little mind-blowing at times yeah. you know it really is Great. uh we want to thank what's that ed did you
0: have something to say? I didn't know. Sorry, I felt time. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do you need me to say something? I'm, I'm looking for my, uh, I had the, like, I literally had it right in well, front I of know.
3: me. I you, know. You thought about it before the show. I had You my got sp- all ready. Yeah. yep. yep. And then you got sidetracked.
0: I wanted, I wanted to thank our sponsors, but now I can't find the sheet. I told you I was off my game today, and you thought, mm-hmm. I, was, you thought I was full of it, but well, I'm, actually, I'm actually a little off my game.
3: Yeah, I don't recall who you talked about last time. Did you go through the full list?
0: I know. I just did half of them. I did. I know I did AFC. I knew I did Marsan and Son. Uh, Mark Kutowing. McLennan? McLennan, because I'm going to marry Janet someday. Oh, right. I uh, remember that someday part. Someday no. we're we'll going to marry Janet. Uh, uh, Superior, uh, Officer. oh, Superior Officers Union. We love those guys. And um, the, the what I love even more about those guys is that the fact that they sponsored this show. Pisses off the mm. throwing an onion and it pisses off the twenty nine percent. Makes them absolutely crazy. Uh, who else do we, we have? Oh, Nina design. at Climate right. Designs. So I talked to Nina the other day, and this is actually a good topic for you guys. So Nina at Climate Designs uh, is is a sponsor of the show, and she's a good friend. And we she has been following what you guys are doing. When I go live, and you're giving your talk about you know T M F the beginning of the night and how it all works and what the menu is going to be. Yeah. And she started uh, – she found that there's a guy in Los Angeles who has a roving shower truck. He took a truck and he put plumbing in it and he made showers. Mm-hmm. So people – so he could, so he goes to these, like, homeless places, these tent city encampments, and lets people get a shower, which is huge. Like, I don't think people realize how huge that is mm-hmm. if you're out in the street. You know, sometimes people just don't want to be standing next to you because you haven't had a shower in a week because you're living in the streets. Like, where are you going to shower? Um, and, and she brought up the idea of, of them maybe doing one for TMF, of putting together a shower truck that TMF can take uh-huh. and go to the different encampments, not just in Lawrence, but you guys also service Lowell and some other areas. Um, and so that's, that's something that's actually in the works. And I, I see what you guys are doing. There's so many innovative ways to help these people. And you guys are doing it while well, government officials, I want to say it again, they're not doing anything. They're having meetings about meetings, and and they're, I've never once seen a Lawrence City Council do anything for mm. the homeless. I mean, I just some of them are friends of mine, but I haven't seen them out there, and you guys are out doing it. Mm. Are no. you surprised by like that, though? You know, I really am, because I know some of them, and they're good people, okay. and, and, and I, th- I think they really want to help. I think they really do care about their community in general, but then when it comes time to doing something that's going to piss off the mayor, which would be helping the homeless, Nobody wants to run to follow the mayor. They need him to vote for their proposals, their projects, their budgets. Mm-hmm. And so I'm a little surprised. I'm a little surprised because when you guys, when TMF stood before the Lawrence City Council, you had three city councilors, and I'll even name them to shame them. My good friend Giovanni Rodriguez, Estella Reyes, and at least one other, uh, the one that voted no, who was the deciding vote on that? It was Maria, Maria De La de Cruz, la Cruz. Hmm. was deciding what vote. she voted no, uh, said, but uh, we're going to come out and we're going to help you. We admire what you guys did. It's all on video, right? You guys were standing right there. We're going to come out. We're going to help you. We haven't seen them since. That was a year ago. It's
2: so. true. Yeah. I remember. All right. Yeah.
3: So I think you hit them all. AFC. Yep. Uh, Mark, who's towing? Marsan and Sons. McLennan. Yep. Methuen
0: Police. Still seems like we're missing one. Well, well I, we I, definitely I, want to give a free shout out to. Um, uh, your Borelli's new, Deli because they're coming on board. Ones, yep. Yeah, they're coming on board next week. If you want to get your deli meats, that's where you need to go. You want to get your hard meats like steak, you want to go to Thawait's. They're not a sponsor, mm-hmm. but we're going to give them a free plug anyway because <laughs> that's where I buy my steaks, uh, my steak and my chicken. And then, um, and then Home Care, I can't remember the name of it, isn't it? It's just awful. That's uh, this isn't really the show anyway. This is just like the, the warm up. Yeah, show, this is right? a warm up. We'll, we'll just, just do not, it again. We're man. not really doing <laughs> anything here at all. So, uh, so listen, is there anything that you want the people at home to know about TMF and this documentary and what it is that you guys are doing before we go?
2: Um, I'm just beyond excited. Once again, I'm going to repeat that. Um, and I think we have a lot of support throughout the community of people that have been watching it behind the scenes for years. And I think we have a lot of people who will be very excited to see, you know, where it started and how it became to where it is now. I don't think people understand that. And I'm beyond thankful, you know, for you. Um, you know, you've, um, Definitely supported us um, since day one. Yeah, don't and
0: say nice things about me. I'm evil. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, you've, you've been there for us, man. And I'm appreciative. I know a lot of people in TMF are. And then Jonathan as well, you know, for taking his time. Such a busy dude. Got a lot of projects going on. But for him to believe in the vision of TMF and to want to work with us, you know, that, that's that's great. So.
0: All right, let's, let's wrap it up. Uh, I have my, my final, I found my list finally. It took me did the you? entire show to find I, it, but I did I find it. I think you
2: got them all. Didn't yeah, we got too, McLennan man? Real
0: Estate, AFC Urgent Care, Marku towing. We love him. And he actually shows up Wednesday nights and brings yeah, the uh, hot, hot coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He Shows up in his tow truck with his cute little blonde girlfriend. And, nice. uh, and we're always plotting, like, how do we push him into the river and take her for ourselves? <laughs> uh, Methuen Police Superior Officers Union. I love those guys. They actually had a, uh, I think they had a press release up yesterday. And I started getting phone calls from people saying, uh, "Hey, I see that uh, I see your buddies over at the. They put up a press release, and and how come you don't have it up on your site? I'm like, 'Cause I am because i did not know about it. See, I'm always getting accused of coordinating with these guys. We're all part of this big machine, right? But and you're I, the last. Yeah, I'm know. the last freaking person to know. Uh, climate Design Systems, uh, who are going to be helping the homeless. They're also, I think, coming on board with the Bash Climate oh, Designs. Nice. Yeah, they're, they're doing a lot of stuff with us. And I think Nina just – I think she's just kind of enthralled in, with what we do. We're not just a newspaper. We're helping the homeless. We're helping veterans. We're doing the bash for scholarships. So I think, uh, I think her and Buddy definitely want to be on board. Here's the one that I forgot. Horizon Home Care starting yeah. next week. Uh, Horizon Home Care if you've got an elderly uh, parents or elderly family members, someone you care about. You don't want to stick them in a nursing home. Trust me. I've seen, I've seen the nursing homes in, in, in Lawrence and Methuen, North Andover, Andover. It's disgraceful the way they get treated. And if they can get if someone who's elderly can get treatment at home, where yeah. where they're comfortable, where they've got their personal knickknacks yeah. that remind them who they are every day, I think that's a, a great thing. And of course, we want to thank uh, Borelli's Deli, yeah. who's going to be coming on board next week for uh, all
3: of our cold cut needs.
0: Right? Yeah, absolutely. I get my I, I eat well, turkey. Super Bowl's coming up too. So yeah, what is that? That's that's it's the a football, football thing, thing, right? Yeah. yeah so you, you
3: wouldn't know about it, no. but a lot of people might like to buy cold cuts, right? And serve them for the big game. All right.
0: I know we had a bash committee meeting on Sunday, and we had scheduled a bash committee meeting for this coming Sunday. And one of my bash committee members said, we can't do it next week here because of the Super Bowl. <laughs> and I said, well, are the Patriots in the Super Bowl? And they were like, no. I'm like, then what does it matter? I mean, nobody's going to watch it. The Patriots aren't in it. Do they, do they even have a Super Bowl when the Patriots aren't, aren't in it? And they and do. She said, yeah, so um, – Just to give people a a little bit of a heads up as we flounder out through the end of the show, um, the Valley Patriot Bash is going to be March 27th. We've got a great comedian coming. And I was asked, we we talked about it a couple weeks ago, I was asked to be a judge at a uh, comedy competition at Salvatore's. And you recruited someone? It was Mr. Funny 2020. And there were 10 amateur comedians got up and competed. And then at the end... We had a ringer that we brought on, a professional comedian, so that those who had to sit through the bad comedy yeah. at least had something, you know, to <laughs> highlight their night. And John David, who's just really, mm. really funny, got up. He does a great Rod Stewart impersonation. He does a great. Um, who's the guy on uh, Back to the Future? The old guy that was on Taxi. Oh, yeah. oh Marty, Do- you gotta. Doctor, yeah, he does Jim a great. Ignatowski right, he, was the character. Yes, he does a great impersonation of him. And he's really funny. And here's the thing about, about John David. Um, not only is he a professional comedian, but if you go see, and I'm not bad-mouthing Dave Russo. I love Dave Russo, please. Mm-hmm. Because don't get mad at me. But I just want to do a comparison. If you go see Dave Russo today and you saw him five years ago, it's the same routine. Hmm. He's worked on one routine. And most comedians work on one routine. Yep. And they hone it and they, and, they, and they perfect it. And that's their routine. I come from the Steve Martin era, where we went to see Steve Martin in Boston on a Friday night. And then we went to see him on a Saturday night, and it was it's an entirely a different, different, yeah. different show. And then we go a third night, and there was not one joke that was the same from the first two nights. John David's doing that. It's he's, he's all new material. So he's going to come to the bash. He's going to do like 10 minutes of comedy. And the guy who won the amateur, uh, the guy that I voted for, Henry, is also going to be coming to do uh, some stuff. So it's going to be March 27th, tickets are $40 in advance, $45 at the door. We're going to be giving scholarships to a kid from Lawrence High School. Uh, Methuen High School, that's going to be the it's going to be the first year of, of uh, Haverhill High School. Whew, I'm trying to do it so fast, and we still have plenty of time. So it's going to be Lawrence High School. Yeah. Last year, we gave about $2,600 to a Lawrence High School kid. It's going to be Haverhill High School, and it's going to be our first Haverhill High School. It's going to be Michelle DeLuca Memorial Scholarship. She's she We knew her. We, she went to St. Pat's with us excuse me, the Great Alliance Vogue Scholarship, which is going to be the recipient of the Vogue Scholarship uh, is always picked by Jessica Finnicaro. Hmm. And that's always fun. We like to break Jessica's chops because she. this is like the most elaborate scholarship application you'll ever see in your life. She makes them run <laughs> through obstacle <laughs> courses, swim eight miles, do a 27-page essay, and then she re-interviews them three times. She really goes all out. Like She uh-huh. wants to make sure... That they meet our criteria And our criteria is pretty easy But it, you'd be surprised at how hard it is to find someone that meets it yeah. We want a kid in good standing We want a kid that's not getting a million scholarships From other places So we know that the kid's going to appreciate the scholarship And really needs it And no social justice warriors um, And no matter how many times This is our 16th anniversary bash right? Yeah. No matter how many times I've said it on the radio No matter how many times I've said it on this show No social justice warriors Two years ago we had a kid that got picked by somebody for a scholarship, and I checked. I go to all the kids' Facebook pages because I want to see what kind of kid we are dealing with. And I went to the first kid's page, and up at the top, the cover photo is a picture of him going like this huh. with, the, with the headline, Fuck the Police. Well, this is, this, this is a bash where it's going to be a room full of cops, firefighters, and veterans. I'm pretty sure you're not going to fit in. So we knocked that kid out. But every year we get an applicant, whether it's for the... For the Lawrence Scholarship, the Haverhill Scholarship, the Whittier Scholarship, we always get one kid that tries to slip in, that's like a little social justice warrior and hates America, hates our veterans, hates the police, and we just knock them out right away. We want good kids. We want kids who care about our community. We want kids who care about law and order. Um, we're also going to have the Dan Cody Memorial Scholarship. Dan Cody was a, he was a uh, tow truck driver for Cody's Towing. Yep. He was killed about two weeks before our bash last year on the side of the road on 495. And uh, so we, this will be our second year or maybe our third, I think our second year doing uh, the Dan Cody Memorial Scholarship. And that will go to a kid that went to Thompson Grammar School so even if you're mm-hmm. graduating from Haverhill High But you went to Thompson Grammar School in North Andover I, I went to Thompson for that. Grammar School Get out! Yeah. My kids went to Thompson Really? Yeah They
3: lived on Herrick Road so No kidding, yeah, right around right, the corner Yep, just down the hill And, and then, and that then that what the did school you do? You yet.
0: fled North Andover? Is that what happened?
3: Um, yeah, I couldn't afford it
0: yeah. I mean, it's I, I
3: think it, most of the kids I went to school with once. If
0: I told you what I paid for rent, you'd keel over I pay $1,800 Ooh. a month for rent Ooh. Yeah, that's true I'm on Main Street, I paid, you know, but, yeah. that, but that includes... Right,
3: right over the hardware store, or is that gone now? <laughs> uh,
0: no, I'm across the street. I'm across the street from the hardware <laughs> store. No, the hardware store is still there. Brian's... Hard, Brian's. No, uh, no, I'm
3: talking really old hardware. Huh, oh, really? Yeah. yeah, when Val's restaurant was Val's, there Val's, I remember Val's, Val's, sure.
0: Yeah. All right, and so we have the scholarships. We're also going to be giving awards for... Um, we give an award to a hero police officer, which will not be a Lawrence police officer this year, absolutely. Uh, a A firefighter. Uh, we also give out an award to uh, he- two hero veterans, and boy, when you see the veteran that we got, we got a World War II veteran who's actually wow. coming and will be in the room, and uh, that's going to be something really that's amazing. So awesome. We also have our Scott Clegg Public Service Award, which Mike Gorman won last year. Uh, Mike Gorman and TMF, not just him. It was him and Sam Salib, and uh, who, are the, who, are the kids, who are the kids, and I can never remember the names, and I feel bad, Mike. Who are the kids that came last year? Uh, that won the uh that won the the 50 50 was it Ricky Ricky Arvallo Ricky Arvalo yeah, nice kid and he donated nice and he donated back. the money back to TMF, TMF yeah. like he won the 50 50 himself he bought the raffle ticket and then he took the $500 mm. or $600 and he donated it to yeah. TMF, which was is, is pretty amazing. Um, and we also have a First Amendment award if anyone qualifies. We haven't had anybody qualify for the last two years, so we haven't given that award out. Huh. And I think that actually makes that award more special. Yeah. So that if at some point someone does do something to defend or protect our First Amendment rights of a free press, free speech, or freedom of religion, uh, when we give that out, it'll be a little bit more special, I think. Hmm. So it's going to be a great night. We've got DJ Rick Bolanti who gives us his services for free every year. Mike Agricola, the owner of Salvatore's restaurant, donates the food every year for free to Firefighters Relief Inn. By the way, if you have a a wedding coming up or a bar mitzvah coming up or some kind of a celebration, Firefighters Relief Inn is a great place to go. It's a big huge hall and they don't charge us. Us. Awesome. Because we're doing they, you know, we're doing good things. They also make bank on the bar (laughs) yeah, because we fill that place with like 550 people so they're making tons of money on the bar which is great for them Uh, we love those guys so it's going to be a great time hopefully TMF will be there Jonathan hopefully you'll come we'd love to have you if you need tickets I'll be happy to give you free tickets physical tickets you can get them online right now on eventbrite.com type in Valley Patriot but if you want we have physical tickets we'll be in the office at the Valley Patriot tomorrow so Jonathan Stevens uh, Mike Gorman from TMF Thank you guys for coming Do you want any last words Before we go out? Anything you want to promote Jonathan Just thank you For having us on thank No, I'm glad to have you thank Mike Goldman anything, anything you want to Anything you want to do Before we uh, go off
2: No just thank you man I appreciate being on here again Keep
0: yeah. an eye on your mom man Yeah I know right I She's will. a spitfire She's out there doing stuff All by herself on Manchester Street And I'm like What are you doing <laughs> What are you doing We don't want to see Anything bad happen to no, her no, She's got no, a good no. heart and She does You know yeah. Melvin Taylor Ed, Ed Sullivan Our fine producer Thanks for uh, being here Melvin Taylor says we've got to go home. By the way, he might be at the bash to sing the paying attention song. Yeah. I'm going. He comes every year, but we missed him last year. This year, I think he's coming back. Thanks for coming, kids. Good night. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21, Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.